I'm going to be talking about listening to God, which I do not profess to be an expert in, but I do have some experience, um, which I will share some of that with you, and also just share some things from scripture about listening to God. So the first thing, first scripture that comes to mind when I think about listening to God is John chapter 10, where Jesus talks about us being sheep and him being a shepherd, which is why I showed that video of the sheep. So I'm going to go ahead and read John chapter 10, verses 1 through 21, and you can put it up on the slide. Yeah, there it is. And you can also turn to it if you prefer. Okay, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said, again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up. This command I received from my father. So here we see that the sheep listen to the shepherd's voice and follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will in fact run away from the stranger's voice because they don't recognize it. Jesus says that he is the good shepherd whom the sheep trust because he knows them and they know him and he lays down his life for them. So sheep listen to the shepherd and follow him because they know his voice. Yet so many of us find it very difficult <laughs> to listen to God's voice. Uh, we find it difficult to spend even a few minutes in silence to listen. Um, this could be because of laziness or distracted minds. But maybe the root of all of this is actually fear. So before I dive deeper into the sheep metaphor in the scripture, I want to spend some time fleshing out some of the things that scare us about listening to God's voice. So first, we may not necessarily fear listening to God's voice, but rather we fear that God might actually speak to us and that he'll tell us something that's uncomfortable or confusing or painful to us. And certainly God 
says some things that make us uncomfortable sometimes. In scripture, we read about Abraham and how he told Abraham to go to, quote, the place I will show you. And God gave no directions. He just said, go to a place that I, I will show you. He didn't tell him where it was. He just said, I'm going to show you where it, go, where it is, um, which would be pretty scary, I think, to follow. But Abraham obeyed. One reason I avoid silence and solitude with God is because I'm afraid God might want to bring up something uncomfortable to me, something that I don't really know how deep this goes in me or what it might make me feel, and it might come in an inconvenient time when I don't have time to be emotionally distressed. But despite that God speaking to us might be uncomfortable to hear or might disrupt our emotional status quo, we have to remember that God will speak to us for our good. I think when we read... Psalm 23, uh, which I don't have up here, but it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. The author author describes himself as being a sheep led by the shepherd. And he says, the shepherd leads him on paths of righteousness for his namesake, and that even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for, yeah, the shepherd is with him. The Lord is with him. So this seems to me to say that the Lord is the one who brought the sheep into, the shepherd is the one who brought the sheep into the darkest valley. But he didn't, st- he didn't leave him, he led him all the way through. Um, so if he leads us through dark paths or to a land that he'll show us, we can trust that he is a good shepherd who will lead us all the way through. And also just because if God brings up something that makes us feel emotional, um, you know, it doesn't mean that we, our emotions have to rule us. I think it's important for us to know that if, you know, if these painful emotions come up, we can recognize those emotions and set them aside until later, you know, when we have five hours left in our work day or whatever, and we don't have time to be emotionally distressed, you can set those aside and come back to them and process them with the Lord later. Okay, the second thing is I think sometimes we don't fear um, what God will say to us, but rather that he won't say anything to us. Maybe that it's we, maybe we fear that he'll, we'll miss him speaking to us, that he'll, um, you know, maybe we just like won't hear his voice or we'll mistake our voice for his voice or we'll mistake no, wait, we'll mistake his voice, what? We'll think it's just us speaking, or we'll think it's Satan speaking, or we'll think it's him speaking, but it's actually us. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, or just that he won't say anything to us at all. Um, so here I think it can just seem easier just to stay busy and distracted and not really go to be in prayer, um, you know, if we're afraid God won't show up when we're there listening to him. But I think this fear is ungrounded. The Lord wants to speak to us, and he does so in many ways. I think we can just look, he gave us scripture and he wants to speak to us through scripture. Or he, you know, people giving sermons every Sunday or if you're in focus every Thursday. Um, he wants to speak to us just through those two things. You know, I think there's also many other ways. And the more time that we spend listening to God, that I think the easier it becomes to hear his voice. And it's also okay if he doesn't always speak. Like, do you always speak to someone that you're close with if you're spending time with them? No, sometimes you're just with them. Intimacy in a relationship can be tested by how comfortable we are with silence. So sometimes being with God might just be that, just being with him, and he won't say anything specific to us. So we don't have to fear if we go into prayer and he doesn't say anything. Okay, the third way we might be afraid, uh, we may fear 
God's voice because we've experienced people using the phrase, like God told me, to manipulate or to cover up sin. So if this is you, I'm, if you've experienced that, I'm sorry that that's a, people have used that, God's voice in that way, but I just want to remind you that just because people have misused God's voice doesn't mean that his voice is not to be trusted. Just because a person has misused hearing God's voice doesn't mean that we can never trust the Holy Spirit to speak truth to us and to our friends. So in all of these fears, the fear that he won't tell us, or that he'll tell us uncomfortable things, that he won't speak, or that someone might misuse his voice, we have to remember who the Lord is. The Lord is gracious and righteous and full of compassion. He is our good father, and he is our good shepherd. So that brings me to my, kind of my one thing that I would like us to take away from this, is that we must become like sheep when it comes to listening to God. Sheep who trust their shepherd. Okay, I'm going to take water, and then we'll get back um, into the scripture. Okay, so can you throw it up there again? So, yeah, let's come back to the scripture and look at why, why we should trust the good shepherd's voice. Okay, so um, I am not a shepherd myself. I wish I could have gone to somewhere and observed sheep and then come back and told you what sheep and shepherding are like. But all I had at my disposal was YouTube, as you could tell, and like a biblical commentary. So those are pretty good. Um, yeah, but so here's what I learned about sheep and shepherding. So um, in this image, Jesus is talking about the sheep, talks about the shepherd, the, like, the gate, the sheep pen, and, um, you know, the other things around, like, the thieves and robbers. So, um, yeah, so basically, here's what I learned. So shepherds in this time, you know, when they're out there shepherding, even now, still today in the Middle East, they have a very much a personal devotion to their sheep. They might, they even sing to their sheep. Like you saw this man, how much he, like he would call to sheep and they knew his call. And so they just like all came running. And um, so shepherd, sheep recognize their shepherd's call. And even uh, shepherds will all graze their flocks together. So they have multiple flocks mixed in and a shepherd will use his call, like his particular call, and those sheep will come to him, but the other sheep will stay. Right? So they, yeah, they, they people say that sheep are really dumb, but I'm like, they can recognize their own shepherd's voice. Um, so yeah, the sheep only listen to their shepherd, and they run away from the other voices like we read here. Um, and also to set the scene, so there's, can you go to the slide of the sheep pen? It's like a few over. Um, so there's sheep pens look kind of like that. It's a stone wall, it's like waist high, and the shepherds would herd their sheep into the sheep pen at nighttime to keep them protected from wild animals and like outside threats. And there's only, as you can see, there's only one opening in the enclosure, and the shepherd would either put like thorn bushes there to keep the sheep out, or he himself would stand there as the gate. And so when Jesus says, I am the gate, makes so much more sense, right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he would stand there and he himself would be the one to defend off, fend off the wild animals. So 
Yeah, so now that we have the scene, it's a desert night. There's a shepherd out there watching out for wolves or whatever. Um, I want us to focus on the image that Jesus gives of himself being the good shepherd. So in verse 11, um, he says, can you flip? Oh, yeah, thank you. Sorry, I'm impatient. He says, I am the good shepherd. Uh, The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So I think the image that should come to mind is not of, oh, a sweet, good, kindly shepherd holding his little lambs in the pasture, but rather we should think of, you know, a shepherd who's enduring hazardous conditions, um, putting his life on the line to protect his sheep, staying up like all night, or maybe he slept, but he's out there, you know, in the desert, um, putting his life out there for the sheep. So this is contrasted with the hired hand, who is distinguished by, you know, his lack of commitment to the sheep. He's not willing to protect the sheep at all. He runs away whenever he sees a wolf coming and then the the flock scatters. So Jesus is portraying himself as the good shepherd. This is, could be also said as, you know, a noble shepherd who loves his flock, even to the point of being willing to die for them. So obviously the sheep trust the shepherd and not a hired hand. You know, the the sheep trust the shepherd because they know him. He spends so much time with them. He sings to them and they they hear his call. They like can trust him. He is going to feed them. Um, Like in that video, the man I don't know if it showed all the way, but once the sheep come, then he gives them food. And so they know he's, he has good things for us. Yeah. And he lays down his life for the sheep out of obedience to the Father. We are, are, we are the sheep. You know, we are the sheep and Jesus is our shepherd. Psalm 100 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So because we know that we can trust our shepherd's voice from the scripture, what are some ways that the shepherd might speak to us? So with the help of Leslie, I came up with a list of a few ways that God might speak to us. It's not exhaustive. Obviously, God can speak to us however he wants. It's not just based off of my three points. Um, But I'm going to go through some things and share some of my own personal experiences with how God has spoken to me in these ways. Um, and as I, as I was reflecting on them, I realized, I was like, oh, there's so many ways that God has spoken to me, just like different types of ways. And so I would just encourage you, as I'm speaking, if things start coming to your mind, just write them down, like, oh, God spoke to me this way, because I think we can easily tend to forget those kinds of things. Okay, so um, the first way that the Good Shepherd speaks to us is through Scripture. Uh, we know that every word of scripture is inspired by God. 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that. And in Hebrews 4, we read that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So scripture is not a dead text that has no meaning to our lives today. But it's the very words of God. This may be news to some and a reminder to others, but the Lord can and will speak to you through scripture. This may come from reading scripture just directly or listening to scripture, singing scripture, maybe a friend sharing it with you or God recalling scripture to mind. 
I can recall a, a time um, when my thoughts were very anxious that the Lord interjected into my thoughts the, the scripture, be still and know that I am God, you know, which was out of nowhere, nothing that I could have come up with on my own. And so God will recall scripture to our mind, I think, if we let ourselves be familiar with it. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with scripture, um, I encourage you now to start reading it daily or, you know, at least weekly. Um, I can speak from experience that being away from scripture makes it more difficult to recall it when I need to hear it or when someone else needs to hear it from me. So the Good Shepherd speaks to us through scripture. The second one is the Good Shepherd speaks through the body of Christ. So look at all these messengers of God's word around you. God definitely speaks um, to his people and through his people. Um, Recently, the Lord used a stranger to tell me something that um, he had been trying to communicate to me over a couple months. So um, you all might recall our church park day. We went out to the park and had a worship service there. So over the summer, God had been communicating to me that he he would like me to read more scripture more often um, and kept telling me that. And then we went to this park day and this woman joined us. She just kind of saw us at the park and joined us under the portico and was just sitting there with us worshiping. And then we had these little breakout prayer groups and I joined her prayer circle and we're like praying and then she prays, she starts praying over me in Spanish so I can't understand what she was saying. But she's praying over me and then she put her hand on my head and it was like silent for a few seconds and I was like, okay. And then I was like, I don't know what's happening. And then she's like, scripture, you need to read more scripture, read it every day. And was telling me, what things that God had been saying all along. So he used this strange woman to come, this, you know, just stranger, I didn't know, um, who was one of his, she wasn't strange, she just was a, strange, a stranger. Um, okay. um, yeah, but, yeah, she was one of his people, and he used her to speak to me. So that story is more unusual, but, you know, I think more often this just looks like a friend giving godly advice or, you know, hearing something through a sermon, something like that. Okay, and the third way um, is that the Good Shepherd directly speaking, what the Good Shepherd speaks to us through our thoughts and our emotions. Or just, you know, to our person. I wasn't quite sure how to say that, but he speaks to us through our thoughts and emotions. So through scripture, we know that God speaks to people directly, like, you know, how Jesus appears to Paul and he says, Paul, why are you persecuting my people? Or God talks to Abraham directly. He speaks to Moses through the burning bush. Or if you're familiar with the story of Samuel, he was, you know, young, a young boy, and he, God kept calling him, and he said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, and then God gave him a message. So if you don't know those stories, I encourage you to go look them up. Um, but to me, God speaking to me directly, like I said, has just looked like him interjecting a thought into my head that is like nothing like I would ever think of on my own, such as a specific scripture or um, a scripture or even just, you know, words specifically just to say to me. So God can speak anytime, you know, that's happened to me just in random moments, but I think most of the time he'll speak to us in silence and solitude in that way. So I think this can look like 
a lot of us have a prayer closet, or some of you've heard of people having prayer closets. Um, that's a, or just a place where you can go to be alone, to be with God. Um, if you don't have that, I encourage you to find a place in your home or an outside place that you can go regularly to meet with God. It's pretty cool. I feel like when I go into my closet, it just feels like I can be here forever and, and pray. Um, and another way is just to go on a slow walk and just be with the Lord and Oftentimes I'll say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, and I slow my pace. I don't try to like walk really fast. I just like slow my pace and try to wait for the Lord to speak, and sometimes he does, and sometimes he doesn't. So, um, you know, either way. So the Good Shepherd speaks to us through our thoughts. Um, but how do we know it's God speaking to us, I think might be the question that comes to mind. You know, like we said, oh, maybe it's just my voice speaking. But just think about people that you're really close to. You know, how do we recognize their voice? Y'all can... We're around them a lot. We're around. Yeah. Right, thank you, Jessica. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, we spend time with them, we're around them, we're listening to the things that we, they say, we know their character, we know the kinds of things that they would and wouldn't say. So, for example, if someone told me, that Jessica, um, if someone told me Jessica said, if they're like, Jessica said that she doesn't really like kids that much, I would be like, well, you're wrong. Jessica would never say that because I know Jessica and I know that she loves children because I spend time around her, I know her character, and I know the kinds of things that she would and wouldn't say, and that's not one of the things she would say. So it's the same thing with God. As we spend time being with God, getting to know him through scripture, through other Christians, um, you know, just through our circumstances, we start to recognize the kinds of things that God will and will not say. And it's through listening that we get to know his voice. So just like the sheep know the shepherd's voice um, because they have spent time with their shepherd, so we get to know God's voice through spending time with our shepherd. So... Um, I would like us to finish this time with just a time for us to just practice listening to God's voice. I thought that would, you know, it's only appropriate. So I'd like us to read Psalm 23. We'll do this practice of Lectio Divina, uh, which means divine reading in Latin. It's just like an ancient fancy way of saying divine reading. But so it's, this is kind of a practice to invite um, you into God's presence to listen to his particular word to you in this moment. It's not really to analyze the text. It's not a Bible study. It's just to experience the scripture and, and to let it speak to you. So I don't have it a slide for it. I should have done that. But if all of you could either pull it up on your phone. Oh, look at that. Okay, so... Is it just going to be that, or is... Okay, there's more. Okay, so... So you can either stay seated right, seated right here, seated, or if you would like to, you can even kind of like spread out in the room or whatever. I'm just going to guide us through this time. So if you're... Yeah, you can pull it up on your phone, or you can just read it right here. Um, should I wait for a few minutes for you to come up? Yeah, the whole thing on one slide. Yeah. Okay, so while we're just waiting for that, 
Um, so I'm going to guide us through this time of prayer through scripture. And um, so I'll just talk periodically, but y'all just do your thing with the Lord. So first we'll just start with silence. We'll have a few minutes of silence. This is for you to quietly prepare your heart, come into God's presence, slow down, breathe, and rest. Don't hold on to any thoughts, just let them come in and intentionally release them to God. As I read the scripture slowly out loud, um, don't overthink anything, just pay attention to the words so that they resonate in your heart and hold on to any words that catch your attention. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the, path, the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Sit with a word or phrase that stood out to you and just hold on to that as a word from God. I'll read the scripture a second time. This time, as I read it, enter into the scene and watch, watch the scene, watch what's happening, um, and listen to how the different the sheep and the shepherd interact. What do you hear and experience? Um, and just listen for any invitation that God is extending to you. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'll read the passage one last time. Um, now just have a personal conversation with God um, and think how is he speaking to you and inviting you to respond as I read the scripture. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How has the Lord spoken to you and invited you to respond? What feelings has the scripture brought up in you? Is there any way that you feel resistance? Be in open dialogue with God and respond truthfully and authentically. So for the next couple of minutes, we're just gonna rest in the presence of God, let this word settle deep in your heart, and just yield and surrender yourself to the Lord. And after a few minutes, um, I'll bring us back, and you can even journal in this time if you want to. And the worship team can come up while I pray. God, thank you so much um, that you speak to us. I pray that you would help us to um, become more like sheep in the way that we listen to you and follow you and help us to trust you um, and that you will speak good things to us and only things that are for our good. Um, Lord, we love you and pray that you would just be with us throughout our weeks as we worship you with um, the rest of our lives as we can um, come back together. Uh, next week. Amen. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.